just announced that he's going to sign an executive order protecting babies' lives after a botched abortion. We're also going to be talking about Proposition 115 here in Colorado and what that all means altogether. Stick around. You're listening to the Paul Procise Podcast. Here's my dad, Paul Procise. All right, guys. So thanks again for dropping in. I just can't thank you guys enough. Um, we're um, growing and, and um, just having tons of engagement. I keep talking about how thankful I am for you guys for supporting the things that I'm saying and talking about. And um, there's a lot going on. Would you connect with me through Facebook? You can um, search um and find me there. And all of my links are there. Um, there's a lot of opportunity for you to help support um, the efforts that we're putting out um, on this podcast. And I would invite you to join in that. Um, we've got another thing um, coming up called MHK Clothing. Um, and if you go to MHK, MHK clothing on Facebook, you can find brand new clothing and it's faith-based clothing apparel. Um, and I'm bringing that to you right now. It's all currently through Teespring, um, but it's new designs. It's, um, to encourage conversation. And, um, I, I hope this is something that you can see and be a part of, um, and any efforts, or support that comes through that goes right back to me, my family, and to the podcast to make sure that we're um, doing more and more things. Um, so it was just announced, it just came out, that Trump is going to um, sign an executive order to protect babies um, that survive abortion. That's massive. That's a massive deal. And um, a lot of people are trying to say, well, we already have Roe v. Wade, you can't sign that that's anti Roe v. Wade. And the reality is it's not, not in any way, shape or form. Um, I am a big proponent of not using executive orders for things. Um, so I would prefer to see this kind of action coming through the legislature. That's, that's just a reality. I, I am a big supporter of, um, doing the things as they're designed to do. Executive orders, frankly, should not be used in the manner that they are, um, or have been, through past administrations, and I, I do think that, um, I don't know if it's being abused, but I definitely think it's being overused um, through just getting, I want to do this, and so I'm doing this. DACA was a perfect example of an overreach or abuse of power through the executive powers, um, and um, there's just a lot of things that we could be doing better and holding our, our elected officials, no matter if they're Republican or Democrat or whoever they are. Um, there's so many things that we need to be holding both sides accountable and saying, do better. Um, so that said, um, it's just a reality that he's going to sign it. So what does that mean? What does um, signing the executive order mean? And he put out a statement today in a video and says, um, we believe in the joy of family, the blessing of freedom, the dignity of work, and the eternal truth that every child, born and unborn, is made in the holy image of God. It's a big, that's a big statement for coming from a, a president. Trump said in a pre-recorded announcement shown at the National Catholic Prayer Breakfast, I will always protect the vital role of religion and the prayer and prayer in American society, and I will always defend the sacred right to life, he added. 
Today, I'm announcing that I will be signing the uh, Born Alive executive order to ensure that all precious babies born alive, no matter their circumstances, receive the medical care that they deserve. This is our um, sacrosanct moral duty. This is a big deal, guys. We know that, unfortunately, by through many cases, we have survivors that have survived abortion. They've lived to tell about it. They have. There's plenty of people out there. I don't need to go on and on and on about who these people are, but there's people that absolutely survive abortion. And they go on to to live, or they live excruciatingly short, painful lives because they're not given medical care that they need after a botched abortion. However that abortion is going about, whatever the medical procedures are, the fact of the matter is not all abortions are successful and they result in a born baby. And what ends up happening, sadly, is that either their spinal cords are, are snipped or they are just allowed to live until they die. They're on the table. A lot of people call that infanticide, and um, I, I think it's abhorrent. I think it's an, ab- an abhorrent behavior from any human, and it's equal to the Holocaust. Those That kind of behavior. It's terrible, gross, disgusting human filth of behavior when that kind of stuff happens. And so for a sitting president to say, I am going to protect these, or I'm signing in order that, we, that they are required to protect these, it's, it's a really big deal. Now, you couple that with potentially um, the Supreme Court justice being added on in this uh, final few months of um, uh, of the presidency. And you add in um, a lot of the actions that you've seen um, of President Trump. It really is astonishing to me. And this is coming from somebody that did not support Trump, that did not vote for Trump. I was firmly in the seat of never Trump Um, to really kind of emerge from my political coma, being away from politics five, six years, um, not really paying attention to any news. And I did that on purpose because I'd had enough, but I I wanted to dive back in. And one of the things that I discovered about at least the actions, we need to listen to not just the words. Of course we need to listen to words. People tell us not to, Oh, he's just bombastic. Don't listen to his words. Listen to his watch his actions. And frankly, we need to do both. And so I look at his words and I look at his actions and at least on life issues, the administration, him and Mike Pence and a lot of the supporting cast members that are around him are very, very pro-life. And that means a lot to me. It's a huge deal. It means a lot to the country. Um, A lot of people are pro-life, even though they, to a poll, they will say, Oh, yeah, I believe in the woman's right to choose. But when you start getting into what they actually believe, the reality is they're very pro-life. And so um, that's where the country is, is at right now. Um, this, there's just a lot that have come out that um, I, I'm just happy to see from a sitting president. So in contrast, what a contrast with Joe Biden who picked – as his running mate Kamala Harris, who voted no on the Born Alive Act, which would have which would ensure equal medical care for all infants born alive. That um, that comes from the Susan B. Anthony List nonprofit that seeks to reduce abortion in the United States, um, and they praise Trump for this announcement. 
Uh, the Biden campaign did not respond to a request for comment, but we all know that he is very pro-abortion. That's just a fact. He is. He's very stated. Him and Kamala are both very, very anti-life. There's no other way to put it. If you support abortion, and I, I get that there's circumstances out there, and we need to be very careful in how we approach this. I think one of the biggest mistakes that any pro-life agenda has come across is that it doesn't. It comes across as not caring. There's no humility. There's no mercy. There's no understanding. There's no forgiveness. There's no. Um, there's just the lack of humility in the pro-life movement is really frustrating to me. And we need to have understanding. And there's circumstances that people get themselves into that they don't know how to get out of. And there's amazing opportunities to come along people like that and say, we hear you, we see that you may have gotten into a situation or you may have been placed in a situation that was not your choice. Um, but there's ways that we can deal with these issues that doesn't end in ending life. And there are organizations out there that are exist in this world that can come alongside you and help you that can give you the resources and and assist you with with education and with um you know even even just material things that you might need during that pregnancy and tests for um pregnancy free pregnancy tests and ultrasounds there's amazing organizations all around the country um, in the Denver metro area, there's there's several, um, but one specifically that comes to mind is called Alternatives Pregnancy Center. It's something that I'm affiliated with through my wife, and we um, love the opportunity um, to, um, uh, for me, all I've really done is um, helped with some video and stuff. Um, but just the opportunity for an organization like that and many, many others um, to come alongside somebody that's in such a crucial area of their life that um, that needs help, that just needs somebody to turn to, um, is a beautiful thing. And when we are partnered with the hateful groups that stand outside of abortion clinics and have um, the terrible signs and the graphics and all those things, and yes, there's truth that needs to be spoken, in this, and yes, abortion is is wrong on so many levels, um, but all too often, almost always, those people are seeking um, help, and they don't know where to turn to, and they're turning to the easiest thing. Too often, um, when we make a mistake in our life, we turn to the easiest way out, and what it turns out to be is, turns out that it's not an easy way out, and it affects everybody, and it affects um, men just as much as it does women. Oh, how can you say that? It doesn't affect, it's not your body, it's not your, I'm telling you. As, as somebody that, um, and it's not the same thing, obviously, but I'm a, I'm a father of a baby that was unborn. My wife had a miscarriage. And just knowing that I was a part of a life that never got to come to, come to life is devastating. And so there's men out there that have fathered unborn babies that have their lives have been ended through abortion or through whatever and it's devastating to men and we don't acknowledge that and we don't come with humility and say we hear you we feel you these are huge issues that we're not talking about in the right way and i think that there's a better way for us to do that would you join with me in having a better conversation here in colorado we have um, a proposition and i'm going to have a um, a separate 
video that's going to talk exclusively about um, this proposition that's on the ballot this year. It's Prop 115. Um, <clears throat> and um, here's what I do in that particular episode. Maybe you've seen it. Is I, um, I present the facts, just the facts. I go to the Secretary of State's website. I read the wording. I say who's for it, who's against it. I show you where to find the information for and against. And then that's it. And then at the last half of the episode, I'll, I'll give my opinion. But I really want it to be a resource for voter, voters because in Colorado specifically, we are uh, all mail-in ballot state. Now, you can vote in person if you choose to, um, but we receive our ballots in the mail. And so I, I see that there's going to be people that won't have any idea what these ballot issues are. And they're going to go to Google. That'll be the first thing that they turn to and type in Prop 115 or Prop 116 or 120 or whatever is on there. And so I'm trying to hopefully be a resource to people um, and then have a good discussion after I've presented just the facts. And so if you um, wouldn't mind going and sharing those things, especially if you have or know people that are in Colorado, share that with them. Get get them um, the proper information and then try to filter through uh, a respectful voice that I, I hopefully – try to provide on a regular basis. I fail at things. I get frustrated. And things are very definitely very frustrating <laughs> in this political atmosphere, aren't they? Um, so there's obviously going to be um, a very heated issue around this abortion thing. We're going to probably see that come into play with the SCOTUS nominee. Uh, we're going to see this um, come into place, but um, definitely here in Colorado on the ballot this year. And... Um, so um, Colorado vote, this is what this, this does. Proposition um, 115 seeks to ban abortions after 22 weeks. Um, so that's, that's what's at stake here in Colorado. Um, I personally um, haven't read through the language quite yet, um, but most likely I'll, I'll probably just, just on its surface, I would probably um, vote for it. Um, and because I believe that all life is precious and specifically after 22 weeks, we see babies that are born after that, that are completely viable. And if we don't stand up for this and do the right thing and say, why are we allowing this to happen in our society? Then what good are we? Our, our society has so many other issues. And if we're not willing to at least stand up for the, um, the, the, um, the most vulnerable among us, then what are we? What, who are we as a nation? And this is one of the biggest issues that we have in our time, I believe, that we need to face. And yeah, we um, need to talk about BLM. We need to talk about uh, police brutalities. And we need to talk about all of these things. But I'm telling you, that is not our biggest issue. As a, as a moral compass, as a moral society, we put ourselves above all the other countries and say, follow us, country. We're, the, we're your leaders. And if we're not willing to stand for the least of these, if we're not saying, okay, all of these other issues are frustrating, but at least we can agree that we're going to protect life, then we're not a good example as a nation for leadership. And I think we've unfortunately, since the 60s, have really stumbled in this area. And I think we can, we can do better in the future. Um, womb lives matter. Um, this comes from the Colorado times recorder. Um, and Madeline, uh, Madeline Schmidt 
um, writes this piece, backers of ballot measure um, to ban life after or ban later abortion care in Colorado are following national trends within the anti-abortion movement and borrowing um, language from Black Lives Matter movement and attempting to frame abortion access as a threat to racial justice. And we do know that the majority of, which is astonishing to me, that this isn't a bigger issue in any community, that the majority of um, abortion clinics um, are in lower income, specifically targeted to minority um, communities. And how that doesn't just scream systemic racism of the left is beyond me. How you can have somebody, and of course they've removed the references to Margaret Sanger, but how you can um, be a part of a eugenics um, history and still claim to be for the people is beyond me. And how you can say, look at the people that have uh, pushed this agenda for years and years and years and can't and don't say that this is a this is true racism is beyond me. It's worse than that. It's not just racism. It's evil, and we need to. Oh, but Paul, you don't care about people. What What if? What if this thing that happens point zero 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 three percent of the time, incest? What if that? What if rape? What if? And those things are terrible and tragic, and I don't want to minimize them, but at the same time, they're minimal. They're minimal. And the reality is the majority of cases that are leading to abortion are choice issues, lifestyle choices. And we just need to be honest about that and just have a conversation about these things and say, hey, we can act better we can do better as a society and by the way why in in new york city are there more abortions than births happening there's an issue going on in society and it doesn't just affect black lives of course but it does seem to target those communities more and for the party of anti-racism and anti-fascist it's a very fascist idea (laughs) to weed out the people, the undesirables. That's their language. That's that's Planned Parenthood's history of language. So why are we accepting this in our society? It's it's confusing to me. It doesn't make sense. Democrats for Life is a group that's come out in support of this. The pro-life choice or pro-life voice of the Democratic Party in Colorado. And why support 115? Well, let's take a look at what they say. Number one, late-term abortion cases are extreme. And frankly, they're, they're rare. They're also rare, but they need to be done away with. America, well, they're said to be rare, but the stats are confusing at times. Let's just say that. Americans consider late, late abortion extreme. There is broad bipartisan consensus that late-term abortions should be restricted. According to Gallup poll, only 18% of Democrats and 13% of independents and 6% of Republicans believe that that the third trimester abortions should be legal. In a recent um, Marist poll, 70% of Americans feel that abortion should be restricted to the first three months of pregnancy or less. Only abortion rights Rights extremists support late-term abortion. Colorado is one of the only seven states that permit late-term abortion after 24 to 25 weeks. 
Only five of 198 um, countries in the world allow unrestricted abortion after 24 weeks. Three of these countries are notorious human rights abusers, China, North Korea, and Vietnam. They're all communist countries, and we are lumped in with that. What does that tell you, folks? Seriously, what does that tell you? In Colorado, a diverse group of 153,204 Democrats, Independents, and Republicans signed their name to place the initiative on the ballot. Despite a global pandemic, even self-identified pro-choice voters signed the initiative because they recognize that late-term abortion are extreme. And we're going to get into um, how this petition was signed and why they were why they signed things in my other thing. But let me just give you a quick um, synopsis is during the COVID crisis, all of the propositions um, didn't have to go through the required actual physical signature, except for this one. Why? You have tax changing bills that didn't have to do that. You had tax and I think that um, one other one ended up having to do that as well because it was a conservative initiative. <laughs> um, so why? Why did you have to get physical signatures for one side of the aisle but not the other? The judges in Colorado are not exactly on the side of life or conservative conservatism by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, by the 10th week, the fetus has distinct has distinctly human characteristics, developed the beginnings of major organ systems, and demonstrates uh, purposeful movements. By 22 weeks, the mother can feel the fetus kick, and the fetus can respond to her touch and voice, and she can blink and open her and close her eyes, mouth, extrude her tongue, stick, suck her thumb, and all these things. And this is coming from a Democrat side. Do you? It's not exclusively an issue on the right. But I'm a party that is strictly now these are in these are people that identify as Democrats, but the party platform is not this. This is not what the party platform represents. These words do not come from the Democrat Party. The DNC does not agree with this. And so these people are speaking out of turn, outside of the norm of what the Democrat Party represents. And that's a big deal. We need to have these conversations. And there's, you can see on this website, there's a bunch of other things that you can you can read for themselves for yourselves. Um, Respect Life Denver has a bunch of other things. They have stats and all that kind of stuff that you can look into and um, figure things out for yourself. And of course, there's going to be people against this. We know that. You can find those. Just Google it. It's very very easy to find people that are we'll call this is a horrible movement and why this is destructive to human to women's rights and we know all the arguments we hear it all the time but this is this late term abortion ban needs to happen it needs to happen in Colorado and you partner that with the president's announcement and there's great things potentially happening in this in this state um, to help protect life um, in the midst of a bunch of crazy left-wing agendas that we see destruction in the this inner city specifically with with the riots that have been going on and bad policies and and um, 
corrupt, um, or um, maybe not corrupt, but um, politicians that are um, pushing um, the rhetoric and pushing the agenda of um, uh, chaos. Uh, we see elected officials in the, in the city of Denver pushing this thing. And we see the devastation that's come from the shutdowns all over, not just the major city, but all over the entire metro area and all of their state. Um, and we see that in all the states. Colorado is also facing a, um, a Senate um, seat um, battle between John Hickenlooper and Cory Gardner. And this life issue is a big deal goes into play on that on on their vote um and that goes into play on just a lot of things personally um i would take cory gardner even though i believe that he is shift shifted massively to the center um left <laughs> um that what he used to in fact i um i knew and i kind of worked around him when i started in politics um i never really knew him knew him but i was kind of in the same circles um at times and uh so I would prefer to have his name on <laughs> the winning side, um, but I would definitely not agree with everything he says and does and how he votes. Um, but I think on these issues, um, he will he will pro- help he'll go to protect life, and he will um, be a yes vote. Um, so far, he said that he would announce that he would be a yes vote in um, the, the the Supreme Court nominee, um, and so. These are things that are, are going, um, I think, in the long run will actually be beneficial for him to be a part of. Oops, I'm bumping my mic everywhere. Um, um, even though the media is going to tell you otherwise, they're going to say that he's losing. Uh, the polls are odd here in Colorado. It's a hard state to understand. Um, and, of course, the majority of the pollsters out there um, are not for a um, conservative voice. And so you have to kind of weed through and, and kind of go through in the cross tabs and figure out what actually was asked. And does this really make sense? Are people just lying in these things? Um, I, my, my take on Colorado is it might be a 50, 50, <laughs> a very close call on the, um, the na- nationwide, um, campaigns, um, statewide, we're going to be dominated by the left, unfortunately, because of gerrymandering and other things. Um, and we can get into that in a later episode. There's a lot of opportunity, um, like I, I've continued to say, um, to get involved with things that I'm doing here on the Paul Process Podcast. Would you connect with me on paulprocess.com, um, Twitter, um, at paulprocess. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, paul.locals.com is a great way to support me and things that I'm doing. You guys have a great day. My name is Paul. Bye.